Hello, 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 and welcome back to You Didn't Ask Us But. We're your hosts, I'm Ashley. And I'm Stefania. And today we are going to be talking about seasonal affective disorder. Also known as SAD. So um, basically before we start, we're going to just touch on the fact that we've been in a little bit of a hiatus. Yes, so we were going to talk about our eating disorder episode, um, but as we kind of got into that, we realized there was still a lot that we didn't know about ourselves, about eating disorders, and we felt like we were doing you a disservice by recording the episode before we were ready. So we are back with seasonal depression because we are also really passionate about seasonal depression and we are struggling this time of year. So we will get to you guys for our eating disorder episode. It will come. We are really passionate about it, but it definitely needed to be put on hold for everyone's best interest. Yeah, definitely. I think definitely even like mostly for our best interest, like being able to like come from a place where we both feel although we're in the best mindset and that's important for us because we want to be in the best mindsets when we talk about things that we're most passionate about and I know for both of us that Mm -hmm. is a topic we're so excited to tackle absolutely so anyways with that being said let's kick it off let's get into this absolute (laughs) disaster and a half that we like to go through this is all depression. Oh, Ashley, will you please start us off by telling the audience a little bit more about seasonal depression? Yeah. What does that look like? What What does it mean? Well, I'm just gonna get into like the tiniest bit of science, but we'll make it fun. So, like, obviously, seasonal depression comes at not only the winter time, but can come during the summer as well. It's a, it's an like it's depression, but seasonal. So it <laughs> it's depression, but add a little bit of spice. Add a little bit of you know, here's some seasonal spice either the summer or winter. Anyways, let's get back into my biological t- clock, aka my circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's changing. It changes because of both like reduced sunlight or increased sunlight and increased pressures. Um, it's ser- my serotonin levels are shifting. My serotonin is basically what keeps me happy. Mm-hmm. I love my serotonin. It's my BFF. Yep. Um, and also my melatonin is raising, which is comes from your beautiful little penal gland. And <laughs> and it basically just is, it's melatonin. You take it to help you sleep at night, mm-hmm. but you're making so much of it right now that mm-hmm. your body is like, why? Doesn't know what to do. Doesn't know how to combat it. Definitely. And to get into some like, symptoms of it like oh do you want to start you can give me some symptoms of it and i'll combat and talk about some too yeah totally so um feeling depressed most of the day nearly every day um heightened feelings of hopelessness or worthlessness having heightened sense of low energy um losing interest in activities or things that you once enjoyed um having problems with your sleep yeah, probably problems with your sleep is definitely a big one. Also, it's like experience changes in appetite or weight, feeling sluggish and agitated or agitated, mm-hmm. and having a difficult time concentrating or having frequent intrusive thoughts as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it also like shows up in different ways. Like I know it's definitely irritability or tiredness, yeah. um, problems like wanting to be around people. 
or like struggling to complete an activity that you once like enjoyed or had exuberant amounts of energy doing or even like the foods that we gravitate towards I know that it is a really common thing that we naturally gravitate towards like more high calorie more sugary foods around this time and I think that does really go back to our biology of like needing that fat and sugar for hibernation which is kind of what this time is traditionally supposed to be for but we're not (laughs) no we definitely we definitely approach this in a different way yeah um, for sure society has obviously changed so with all that being said Steph hit me how have you been feeling during this period of time and isolation honestly um honestly I haven't been feeling great um I would say that this year in particular has been one of my most difficult years um I think that's also for a couple reasons um as many of you might know I am doing a holistic health coaching course and within that course we're talking about all of the other factors that influence your well-being and so I'm really acutely aware of all the things that I am letting slip during these times Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to be like I have all the knowledge and I have all the resources and I still don't have the energy or the capacity or the strength (laughs) to do it and I like I feel like over the past two weeks I've been forced into a type of isolation and it's been really interesting because like I've mentioned in the past like isolation is my destructive coping mechanism and it's also something that I feel comfort in knowing that I'm doing like I can be on myself I can do this by myself and like I have to right now like I have to cook my own food I have to take care of myself like I have to be responsible for my well-being and because I'm the only one responsible for my well-being right now I'm really acutely of the ways in which I don't take care of myself or it's a struggle to take care of myself or I'm a health coach and I'm supposed to be advocating for cooking home meals and nourishing your body and nourishing your health and eating holistically and listening to your body and listening to your cravings and I'm literally sitting in bed like sad and not motivated to get up at all not wanting to do anything at all and I'm ordering Uber Eats on my phone and then instead of doing the activities that I know I should be doing like taking a shower doing things that make me feel good like painting or dancing or moving I am laying in bed I am scrolling mindlessly through my phone I'm looking for temporary like reprieve from my thoughts and I'm waiting for my food to come so I can basically like be alone with my food source (laughs) and then go back to bed like I literally got out of bed got my uber eats came back up to my bed and then ate my food but what I noticed in this past week um I've been really encouraging myself to interact with people and really encouraging myself to be like more social 
and know that that's not a weakness and know that it's okay to rely on people and it's okay to be like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm not doing well right now and I need support in a different capacity. And I know that I've been going through things that have been contributing to why I feel like I can lean on people because it's like, look, this is happening to me. I have a reason for getting support, quote unquote. Um, but because I've been getting support, I've been noticing the huge difference that it makes in my per perception of self and how I feel and how I feel like I can honor myself and nourish myself because I do feel like forcing myself to go out and do things like does make me feel better in the long run. Oh my goodness. Okay. I pulled four questions out of that. So give me a second to like recompartmentalize that. Okay. Um, because I feel like what you said is really similar to what a lot of people would say is in the sense of like, you feel like you can only ask for support when you have a valid reason. Totally. Um, I'm hearing you feel like because you have pressures from career paths and what your lifestyle looks like is in turn making you potentially even be more, I'm going to in brackets say self-destructive. Totally. Um, and anyways, like my question to like go back to what you were initially saying is when you are feeling like maybe low and you go into your coping mechanism of self-isolation, mm -hmm. do you feel, although like if somebody was there to pull you out and be like, hey, Steph, like we're like, I'm bringing you like we're going on a walk right now or we're going to do this, it would be beneficial for you or do you think it would be more beneficial for you to be the one being like hey can you come for a walk with me today um in turn I'm trying to say like expectations of friends versus realities of uh, what we should be doing um and I like what, what, you're, what, what you're thinking about that yeah it's hard though because I think like I think I would continue to isolate myself if mm -hmm. nobody was like hey Svania not for a lack of desire but also a lack of desire yeah. Like if I was like, if you called me and you're like, hey, Steph, do you want to go for a walk? I wouldn't be like, yeah, I would love to go for a walk because I love you and I love spending time with you. But the walk part would be hard for me to feel excited about, even though I love walking. I love walking with you. Mm -hmm. I It's the idea of doing anything else that is hard for me to pump myself up to do like let's do it and like obviously once you start engaging in whatever activity that looks like like it does feel good and it does bring about so many benefits but then it's like getting to a place where that doesn't cause me more anxiety mm -hmm. is really hard for example going out with my cousin and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's friend. I was excited to do that. The day before, I was really, really excited about those plans. Day of came, you know me and bailing. I told them the day of, I'm like, if it rains, don't expect me there. Yeah, well, don't expect me there. <laughs> but it didn't rain. It was a beautiful, beautiful sunny day. And I was still gonna bail. Yeah. Purely because it was the sheer thought of doing 
anything other than leaving my room. If it wasn't for you saying, hey, I'm going to be downtown, I would not have left my house. I would have taken all of my good habits, which is going on a walk, fueling myself, being productive. I know that I'm more productive if I get out of the house. I know that so wholeheartedly, but actually gathering up the energy to do that and break myself out of my isolation period is exhausting and anxious, like makes me so anxious in a way that I've really never experienced before. Like I've never been anxious about social interaction ever. It was something that filled my cup for a really long time, but I think it filled my cup because it really fed into like my people pleasing and my Mm -hmm. appeasing and feeling valued as someone who enjoys social interaction. And I do, but also I'm like, okay, do I have the energy for this? And I feel like in this past couple months, like I have not had the energy, the capacity, the desire, the mm-hmm. motivation, do substitute you, any word. Do you feel like because this is also year two, kind of like of a winter going into like being a part of a pandemic, it's different because like if you look at like even us two years ago during this time, I know that we were like going out all the time in November mm-hmm. and we really use like dancing or big kind of social interactions where like even if you're not interacting with people like physically you are because you're in a room with so many people we're now like in the last like the first year is like a weird getting used to it but Mm -hmm. now it's kind of become a norm that you're not surrounded by people constantly so you're almost getting used to it do you feel like that may be a reason why there's a shift as well totally I absolutely do and I think it was almost like getting used to not having people around and not getting used to the effort that it takes to be around people and also like in that isolation like learning that I need so much more rest time and recuperation time and but on that same trajectory like I do really miss being around people even just being in a cafe just talking to the hostess like just talking to the barista those are so integral to my well-being so integral to my well-being and I do feel like especially during this time of year like it's so hard to nourish your social needs while taking care of all of your other needs definitely you know definitely also like you were saying before too like when you were going out and going to meet like your cousin his girlfriend and her friend as well that like the day before you were excited Mm -hmm. and then the day of it was kind of like oh like I don't want to as much anymore and then you found comfort within seeing me Mm -hmm. that it almost like made you be like okay like because I've had some social interaction that feels comfortable now I'm able I'm out of the house I'm here and now I can go and do this Mm -hmm. and like how do you feel like you can incorporate that on days where maybe it's like because that's not gonna happen now obviously every day where you can find (laughs) like a comfort and like I know for me that that Mm -hmm. is the only thing that works too I have like there's a few people that know I feel comfortable with, and if I see them or am with them, I know I'm going to be fine. Yeah. But if I'm not, like, I know I'm not anymore. So, like, how do you think, if you've had a prolonged period of time where you're like, okay, I haven't found my comfort, or acknowledge where your comforts come from? Like, 
that's a really good question um I think there is in some way a lack of acknowledgement of why I feel so guilty not wanting to leave my house and also a acknowledgement of why I'm isolating um because I don't feel like this is a consistent problem throughout the year I definitely do feel like around this time it does get so much harder and my energy just in general is so much more depleted and I also hate when it's dark outside yeah because your serotonin is going down and your melatonin is going up and that's just messing with your circadian rhythms and then it's just like which is true and I truly did not realize like how much our body produces melatonin as soon as it gets dark out totally like we really don't have that accurate of a concept of time Mm -hmm, in terms of hours yeah it's more just like literally like the lunar cycle like the when the sun is setting when the moon is coming out like that really does dictate so so much more I feel like we really discredit as a as a human species I feel like we discredit our body's natural biological rhythms and we really like like we don't who actually properly acknowledges the circadian rhythm nobody but also think about what that does because like the expectation for you to feel the way you do maybe like obviously there's seasonal depression for the summer too but like Mm -hmm. let's say somebody who doesn't have seasonal depression in the summer but does in the winter yeah you have the same expectation to be able to have the same amount of energy livelihood of both periods of time when our bodies are honestly shifting so much Mm -hmm. and like trying to get used to stuff like you're still working let's say like for me my shifts are 12 hours like I would still be working a 12 hour day even though I'd start when it's dark and Mm -hmm. I end when it's dark yeah that's not good for anyone no same for anyone who's even working eight hour days like you do start and it's dark and you end and like that doesn't feel good no and all of your time that's supposed to be spent in the daylight is spent in artificial light yep (laughs) <laughs> that's not actually mimicking daylight Mm-mm. we're all vitamin d deficient oh, 100%. we're all serotonin deficient and nobody wants to put in effort to do things like cook and nourish yourself when it's already dark outside mm-hmm. you already feel exhausted from the day how are you supposed to continue fueling your body <laughs> in a way that actually like is going to help you in terms of your biology when that's such a big ask and then in turn we're eating more processed carbs and we're eating fast foods which like are a quick easy fix but contribute so much more negatively to our body and how we feel and our blood sugar levels and like Mm -hmm. how we feel about our bodies because we are eating takeout definitely and like what society says about that and then you feel the compounding pressure of also I don't know if this is a everybody thing but I feel like you and I can both relate to the feeling of failure that accompanies not doing the things you know you should or could be doing I actually laughed at myself the other day because um (laughs) I remember doing school in the summer and I was like okay like you're gonna be so fine when November rolls around yeah November is gonna be your time to shine baby Mm -hmm. because like you don't like to do the things you usually do you like to be at home more you Mm -hmm. like to be 
a little bit more to yourself, mm-hmm. I'm literally laughing at myself being like, you are not, you have zero motivation. Yeah. Um, you've studied with less. If my professors are listening to this, yes, I, <laughs> I am definitely skimming through your courses. I'm not reading my textbooks. Um, please <laughs> don't get too mad because I, please, anyways, help. Just, just help me Speak because support. I need the extra support. And really? I feel like, I feel like a lot of institutions, and I'm not just saying school, I'm saying, like, workplace environments as well, do not implement proper, like, supports and Uh coping mechanisms, and they have, honestly, half the time, higher expectations, and sure, we're trying to implement uh, different mental health components, Mm -hmm. but, like, I'm sorry we're not doing enough, and I will be the first one to run up and down the street screaming, like, be better. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. our, um, just, like, quick rant, but, like, even in, like, my workplace, I notice people are way too overworked, and, like, for people that don't know, I, like, am currently do, like, my clinicals in a hospital, so, like, people are overworked, they're working freaking 24-hour days, they have zero support, mm-hmm. like, they're exhausted. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to watch that people that are trying to give care aren't getting the care they deserve, oh. and it's, obviously, that goes year-round right now and obviously we're in a pandemic too but Mm -hmm. like I'm sorry we need to be so much better and Mm -hmm. like we need to be nicer and we're being way more rude to people and maybe that's just like my experience of noticing things but like no the same thing was going on in the restaurant industry totally and like of course like it's hard to find support and like provide support consistently to the capacity that everybody needs but there's like such a lack of effort and there's such a I think Another issue, though, with that is, like, we as a society, especially here, like, also expect that we are hyper good at taking care of ourselves, even yeah. though we're not. Yeah. It's, but there's that expectation that, like, oh, like, we're a well-resourced place. You know where to find the things that you need. You know where to find the groceries you need to buy the things that you need to cook. You know what I mean? But then it's like, you know where you can get mental health support. But it's like, but you're not getting any actual support. You're getting a push towards self-sufficiency and self-reliancy when you're already burnt out. Exactly. And And it's so expensive. Everyone is burnt out. And now we're all on the floor. And I feel like to get back to like the seasonal proportion of it it really burnout rates increase so much during seasonal changes and Mm -hmm. it's so notable because (laughs) I feel like it's inevitable because like literally going back to the biology of it is Mm -hmm. our bodies literally are shifting and that's but like society doesn't shift for that no um and of course there's people who don't experience certain things and people who can go on like full power mode Mm -hmm. I really have never met someone who can do that however like um (laughs) if you can Mm -hmm. send it to the rest of us because Mm -hmm. I feel like even looking at like when we did like our research on like Sweden they're doing so much more to be able to like incorporate seasonal depression we have higher rate of seasonal depression but they have what were you saying it was like blue light lamps or something in their bus stops yeah they have like actual like what we have here which you are so expensive are like our sad lamps yeah that that mimic sunlight Mm -hmm. and they're putting it in like their like their bus stops around their cities and stuff to be able to like obviously mimic sun Mm -hmm. sunshine and everything but 
Also, Sweden, Finland, all like the Nordic and Scandinavian, our friends up there, mm-hmm. have longer days or longer periods of darkness than we do. So the fact that our depression rates, anxiety, stress in North America are so much more prevalent. Yep. It's, it's is, insane. It, 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 it blows my mind. It makes sense. Yeah, Because it does. we have more pressure here mm-hmm. than a lot of other places may not. Um, which I feel like really contributes to like my seasonal depression for sure. Totally. Um, Speaking yeah. of your seasonal depression, can you talk a little bit about your experiences with seasonal depression and like kind of how you became aware of it and how it impacts your life right now? You know, I really didn't become aware of it until probably first year university, and I feel like I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of it then. Like, I, <laughs> oh my goodness, I literally remember, and like, <laughs> I know some people will remember this too, because I always left my bedroom door unlocked because I lived in dorms, and I'd be lying in my bed mm-hmm. in the dark, okay, and I'd be listening to like Mariana's Trends, just like, like in a full lay just like singing and I like <laughs> my one friend would come in and lay with me and it, we were just like lying there and I was I wouldn't leave my bedroom mm-hmm. and I struggled honestly to walk from my bedroom to like the cafeteria because I was a way too full to do it b obviously going through some other stuff at the same time c I had a lot of pressures around a lot of things mm-hmm. and my body shut down yep and it was like it's dark you're cold you're burnt out right now and you feel the stress, anxiety, depression, so why move? And yeah. it makes that so much more difficult because then I found for myself things would build up. And I was taking five mm-hmm. courses in my first year, which was really difficult too. And I, I so notable because your first year is also going from like September to December. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the worst period. <laughs> so hard. And then I realized that like November just not my month. No. For anyone who knows me, will <laughs> knows how upset I get in this November. I'm like, no, this is my write off. Wake yeah. me up when November's done. Yeah, wake me up when November ends. <laughs> right. Um, and I don't know. I feel like right now, the first week of November was really difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've thankfully had a bit of a better rest of November. Have a year. But. The beginning, I struggled a lot. Mm-hmm. I had to try to find coping mechanisms. I came out of a really stressful end of a semester. Fair. I lost, I ripped out my hair during exams. Ooh, wow. um, yeah, a lot of stress got to me. And then I didn't Fair have, enough. Yeah, it sucked. I didn't have a break really in between. And I feel like a lot of people understand that too because they do midterms or like yep. work becomes really amplified mm-hmm. or like personal life The holiday stuff. season the holiday too. Season. Absolutely, which brings its own type of stress. Definitely. 100%. Um, Speaking of coping mechanisms, how would you say that you kind of gained more awareness around coping mechanisms that actually work for you? And would you be able to give our listeners some tangible coping skills that you found have worked for you? Yeah, and like obviously my coping skills aren't going to work for everyone. And like it works differently. I'm a little more reliant because I love to be around people. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm also an introvert in the way that I only love to, like to be around certain people. Fair. So I have Which like I feel like it's fair and I feel like a totally. very common thing with a lot of people where it's like I can be extroverted, but these are my core people that make me feel good during this time where I don't feel like I have a lot of energy. Absolutely. And like again, people get to like have seasonal depression in the summer. Mine's just the winter. So for mm-hmm. my experiences, like I think I maybe have five people that I would feel I can still be myself, even with low energy, mm-hmm. uh, which makes me feel safe and comfortable. 
So I used those resources um, simultaneously. I've started working out more. Um, I find for my mental health component, it is just beneficial. Yeah. Um, it gets me in a bit of a routine, which mm-hmm. I am like the most unroutine person ever. I hate routine. So <laughs> there, it's I get funny. that. I get that. Yeah. Like it's interesting that at this time, it mm-hmm. honestly does help me. Um, I love planning things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a luxury. However, like for me, I like being like, even let's say like, uh, Steph, we're going to go like hiking and we're going to plan this like little hiking trip that mm-hmm. we're going to do because that brings me joy. Totally. Um, gives you something to be like, okay, I just need to continue going through these motions yeah. and then I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like even in the little things right now, like Starbucks coffees. Oh like, my god, yes. <laughs> knowing that you're gonna have a seasonal drink. Oh my gosh, I love my Starbucks coffee. I was so depressed that mm-hmm. Monday we were hanging out. And um and you were like, your caramel blue latte is coming out tomorrow. <laughs> I remember that. Like, I remember back. that. And you did bounce back. I was like, oh it was joyous. What good good news. Um, really quickly, because I do want to get back to your coping mechanisms, yeah. but I also just want to make this comment. I also feel like it is really hard to buffer the cortisol that comes with the overconsumption of caffeine during this time yep. because it feels like you need the caffeine because your mm-hmm. body is so low energy. Definitely. And I know that this is common for so many more people than just the two of us because I've heard it so many times where it's like you're cold and you want something sweet, so you get a holiday drink in the morning. You now have a little bit of energy, a little bit of sugar, depending on how you take your coffee. You also have a little bit of like milk to help buffer the fat, or buffer the caffeine, excuse me, not the fat. Um, but then it's like 10 o'clock, and you're tired, and it's dark outside, and it's gross. And so it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to have another coffee. Then by the time lunchtime rolls around, you're not hungry and so you're not properly eating lunch yeah. so you're now not really fueling your body oh, yeah. but then by like 132 it's like okay it's time for my pick me up coffee yeah and now you're having another coffee and like that is so much for the body to process yeah it's not getting any actual serotonin mm-hmm. from these things like maybe the quick hit of dopamine that comes with like enjoying your drink but you're not giving your body any actual nutrients to make the neurotransmitters that it needs to you're not giving your body any energy to like run properly you're just stressing yourself out more now your parasitic like parasympathetic nervous system's not even working fight or flight baby you're just (laughs) literally you're just in now survival mode and it just makes everything so much more complex to try and like navigate through. Definitely. Anyway, sorry. Back to your coping. Mechanisms. No, but like that's such I feel an like important we needed point. to. I feel like you cannot talk about seasonal depression during this time, Definitely. during this period of darkness, during this period of heightened isolation, and yeah. not acknowledge the ways that seasonal drinks do impact the way that we function as a society. Totally. And also consume nutrients. Like, our hunter-gatherer ancestors were out there, you know, 
getting the berries, yeah. killing the animals, and they're hibernating right now. Yeah. They're eating their good food that they've, you know, they've smoked their salmon, they've dried their fruits, they've canned, I don't know if they've canned their things, maybe uh, they've canned their things. <laughs> right, but, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> and they're, they're resting, they're, they're recuperating, they're doing things that make them feel good and connected to their communities. Totally. And we're like, yeah, that's, that mm, totally but what if i just overworked myself yeah isolated myself and drank a lot of caffeine and no sleep no sleep um, and changed. all carbs yeah and sweets because i feel good when i eat sweets and that's my body's way of like getting the sugar that we need to totally. sustain our fight or flight which like fair like i think that sweets can be great but mm-hmm. obviously we need like there is the incorporation of being able to like properly heal your body totally which also like in later episodes we'll get into about yeah. like, how um there's like huge correlations with eating disorders and stuff especially totally. um i won't dive too deep into that because that's going to take us a minute yeah. but also like just to like bounce off of that too and like go back into a little bit of coping mechanisms I feel like it's also important to acknowledge the way you're feeling yeah I'm like you know what some days I'm tired Mm -hmm. and some days I'm extra tired because I'm depressed Mm -hmm. and it is okay to lay in bed there shouldn't be that societal pressure that's telling me like you know what like you have been doing so much it is okay to take time to rest Mm -hmm. if like needed I literally watch RuPaul for hours sometimes because it makes me feel better yeah and that's okay mm-hmm. um also to acknowledge that like a lot of us go through it like mm-hmm. I mentioned in my collaborate yesterday that I have anxiety and seasonal depression and I got called out by five people being like you talk so much you bounce off the walls at five in the morning when we're in the hospital like what do you mean like you and fair exteriorly mm-hmm. absolutely it's really hard to see it but yeah. that's why we need to be extra kind to each other totally as well and i just think that that's such an important point it is an important point absolutely because it's like you can't really tell what somebody's going through totally. especially when it really is such a nuanced experience Like, people experience seasonal depression in such a plethora of ways. Absolutely. It shows up in so many different ways, especially given the lifestyle you're already living. Mm -hmm. But you feel it. I feel like it, I feel like seasonal depression is, like, an additional weighted blanket. Totally. That's kind of just draped over your shoulders at all points in time. Like, it's like, as soon as the, the weather starts to get like worse and the it starts to get darker it's like the blanket's like slowly being just like you know placed upon your your whole being it's like oh oh you feel suffocated in here oh i'm gonna throw intrusive thoughts (laughs) i'm gonna throw insomnia i'm gonna throw like anxiety anxiety all my friends hate me yeah which totally is like I know I've felt those ways before and Mm -hmm. I've literally had moments where like I'm like this isn't me what is going on why do I feel this way this doesn't make sense um I've found ways for myself personally 
that do work again I'll share them but mm-hmm. they are not for everyone and that's okay mm-hmm. um when I do have my intrusive thoughts I have written things down and mm-hmm. been like you know what like for me I love journaling um mm-hmm. And especially right now, I have to make myself do it. So I'll, like, put on a candle and be like, Fraser fur, this is my life. Ha ha ha, you and your Fraser fur. Yes, I really love my Fraser fur. This is true. I, the only other thing I really do is, I, like, create a routine that is a little more beneficial for me at this time. Mm-hmm. That includes different, like, workout plans or stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. Whatever I kind of feel that day. And that's usually what I do that helps me. But again might not have to help everyone else absolutely um the last point I kind of wanted to touch on Mm -hmm. is the fact that like our depression is valid your emotions are valid and my depression isn't a competition with yours absolutely and depression is gonna look different on everybody symptoms are gonna look different on everybody not everyone is gonna experience the same type of seasonal depression you might not even be aware of the ways in which your body is changing with the seasons, but for sure, not a competition. <laughs> Absolutely. And anyone who tells you that like your emotions aren't valid or they're going through something harder than you, it's okay to like have open conversations and feel tell them that like you didn't feel like you were validated mm-hmm. in those moments. Maybe step away from it. But again, all of our emotions are valid, no matter what your exterior circumstances may be. Mm -hmm. We all internally feel different, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Um, So with all that being said, my most important takeaway is your emotions are valid. You're not alone in this. Mm -hmm. I go through this. I go through this. Lots of people go through this, and it's important to find safe spaces and people to feel like you can connect with during this time absolutely like we're both open absolutely you can contact us anytime I mean neither of us are therapists but (laughs) we are always happy to hold the space to have these conversations we're gonna link some resources below and what we're also gonna do and this is something new like I mentioned I am doing a health coaching course. I will be a certified health coach by February. So we're going to include some foods and some recipes and yoga and breathing activities that you can do to help with this time and to help your body feel its best and to kind of give you that extra boost of energy and foods that are going to really increase your serotonin and help buffer the melatonin when it's not meant to be there because already it's like four o'clock it's pitch black outside and I want to take a nap so honestly facts check it out on our Instagram we're gonna link the link below and stay safe stay stay (laughs) (laughs) stay safe